0: Hello, and welcome to another Please Make This mini-sode. This is another episode of our ASMR MR series, ASMR Movie Reviews. Hello, I'm your host, Hobart Thompson, and in this episode, we'll be talking about the 2019 psychological horror film, The Lighthouse, directed by Robert Eggers, written by Robert Eggers and Max Eggers and starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. But first, let's talk about the sea. Man's relationship to the sea is as old as time itself, and the sounds of the ocean echo in our collective consciousnesses. The gentle lapping of waves, the crashing of heavy surf upon the rocks, the sounds of sea birds, the wind, whale songs, storms off the coast. And these are the sounds that define the lighthouse, the sounds of the sea. The film takes place in 19th century New England, somewhere off the coast on an isolated island as two lighthouse keepers, or wickies, take on a four-week assignment, caring for the lighthouse that provides guidance to the ships off the stormy coast. At first, the men, one an irritable professional, and the other a neophyte, fight the bodily strain and mental exhaustion of their profession. They begin to come unraveled as a storm sweeps the island. This film, as strange as it might sound, sounds like it smells. It's a film of creaking timbers of a wooden house, the tick-tocking of an ever-present clock that anchors the two men to their sanity, the clinking of metal dishes, the sound of ancient pipes pumping water from a cistern, the sound of liquor being poured into a tin mug of facial hair brushing against tin cups, of greedy gulping and slurping as two men consume endless amounts of alcohol and food in an effort to fill their stomachs and numb their minds. It is a film that sounds like it smells, of snoring, pissing, burping, and the ever-present farting from Willem Defoe's irritable Thomas Wake. The farts are not simply just a comical gag, but an auditory example of the widening divide between the two men, a divide that turns violent before the end of the film. The sound builds and escalates as the film goes. At first, just the simple crashing of waves, the cawing of aggressive seabirds, the endless hum of machinery, the scraping of the shovel as it shovels cold into a machine that powers the point The point itself is both an auditory tool to distract, intimidate, but also provide comfort. The machine is deafening up close as Robert Pattinson's character discovers, but from a distance, the steady day in, day-out rhythm that it keeps is a comfort and a tether to reality. Repetitious sounds are a theme in the lighthouse. The aforementioned ticking of the clock. The machine that runs the foghorn. The machine that turns and lights the light. The two men work for these machines and their lives take on a rhythm to match that of the machines this is the central conflict of the film a clockwork house waiting on an island in the middle of a wild feral sea the two men never able to escape the sounds of each other of the ocean of the machinery have to decide do they serve the machines or do they deserve their own wild nature? When I saw the lighthouse this weekend, I expected to be dazzled by the visuals, and I was. But I was more dazzled by the soundscape. I could almost close my eyes and feel like I was there, standing on the balcony of the lighthouse, as Willem Defoe's character likes to do looking out at the sea, bathing himself in the warm glow of the light, his eyes closed, his body closeless. I kept my clothes on in the movie theater because that is the theater's policy. But I imagine the film would be best viewed while very, very drunk and sitting in a bathtub wearing headphones and eye mask to let the sounds of the sea wash over you Not a hokey white noise machine sea of gentle whale songs and falling rain, but how the sea truly is wild, violent, unknowable, and immense. I give The Lighthouse four out of five ears. A rating system that I just came up with is definitely not the same as the previous episode. I hope you'll forgive me for that and I hope you'll enjoy 2019's The Lighthouse. Maybe on a beach, maybe in a boat, but definitely somewhere wet. And now, to close the episode, I'd like to quote the film's most tingle-inducing moment, a monologue by Willem Defoe's character, Thomas Wake. Damn ye, let the tomb strike ye dead, Winslow. Hark, hark, Triton, hark, bellow, bid our father the Sea King rise from the depths, full foul in his fury. Black waves teeming with salt foam to smother this young mouth with pungent slime, ye choke ye, engorging your organs till ye turn blue and bloated with bile and brine and can scream no more. Only when he, crowned in cockle-shells, with slithering tentacle tail and steaming beard, take up his fell, befinned arm, his coral-tongued trident screeches banshee-like in the tempest and plunges right through your gullet, besting ye, a bulging bladder no more, but a blasted bloody film now a nothing for the harpies and the souls of dead sailors to peck and claw and feed upon, only to be lapped up and swallowed by the infinite waters of the dread emperor himself, forgotten to any man, to any time, forgotten to any god or devil, forgotten even to the sea. For any stuff or part of Winslow, even any scantling of your soul is Winslow no more, but is now the sea itself. Thank you for listening to this episode of ASMRMR with Hobart Thompson. I hope you will check out our next full episode coming next week. And I hope you take some time to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. And now, I bid you adieu, And I hope you never spill your beans. Please, 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 please. Won't you please make this... has been brought to you by Machine Culture.